What's up, guys, and welcome to Uncaged, the official podcast of Broken Air Athletics. I'm your host, Greg Spencer, and with me is Amanda Snyder, the Assistant Director of Athletics. Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about our first guest that we're going to have on the show. We're very honored to have Coach Delahanty, Coach Blood, I call her Coach Blood, who is our cheer director. She has been the head coach of the varsity cheer program for three years and has actually been at VA for six years. So Kirsten um, does a phenomenal job with the program all the way from the middle school all the way up. Can you tell us, Coach Blood, a little bit about what this week looks like for you and your team? Um, It's kind of been a crazy week. We actually had an athlete get injured last week. So we've spent this week really trying to tweak everything and make sure we're ready for this Saturday. Um, The kids have been in good spirits. We had a rough practice on Monday just trying to get everything figured out, but they have really pushed through. They're a great group of kids that whenever it's time to really get serious and make it happen, they were ready to fix everything we needed to do. We had a wonderful practice yesterday and we're super excited to show everyone what we can do this weekend. I know it's always a stressful week as a head coach when you've got a competition and there's all types of things that can go wrong. And you always seem to be poised and collected and calm. Is that something that you find helps your team to stay focused? I think that they feed off of me. So if I am stressed out and they can tell I'm stressed out, it's just going to bring their energy down. So I just try to keep everything like we're going to figure it out. We're not going to let this get get to us. We're not going to let this define us. We're going to figure out how to make this work. And so when they feed off that energy, it keeps their spirits up. So I don't like to absolutely stress them out with anything that might be going on in my head, even if I am stressed about it. Well, you know, I got to travel with you to nationals last uh, spring, which was such an incredible trip. It was um, once in a lifetime to witness you all winning nationals. And something I noticed, and I think I've told this to other people, but It is the group, the energy of the cheer team is always so positive and the kids are so respectful and they were there for a job. It wasn't, it didn't ever appear that they were there to just have fun or, you know, go to Disney. I mean, they were focused and I know, you know, I'm kind of a transplant to Broken Arrow, but Broken Arrow, the cheer is, it's a legacy here. So how do you keep that going from year to year? Um, I think we kind of had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago with the kids about how hard everyone before them has worked to make Broken Arrow cheer what it is today. And then last year, our group of seniors just led our team so, so well and just made sure that they, like everyone knew the legacy that they wanted to leave. And they've just worked really hard and everyone before them has worked really hard to make Broken, Broken Arrow cheer what it is. Talk a little bit about those, the the, the team last year, you guys had a special year. You win game day nationals. You finish runner up uh, in competitive as well. Uh, What have those kids that are back from last year's team learned from the leadership of last year's seniors? Um, I think last year, our seniors just, they almost coached themselves. They were so driven. They always wanted to get better. If something was even the slightly bit off, they made sure that they got more reps in and they worked so hard to make sure that everything they did was as perfect as they could make it. And so I think that our kids from last year really got to see that leadership shine through and they've kind of carried on that tradition of like, if it's not exactly what I want it to be, if I wouldn't walk out on the competition floor and put that out there today, I'm going to 
make myself get extra reps in, even if it's not Coach Blood telling me or it's not one of the other coaches saying, hey, get out there and do this. They're really self-driven. led It is very athlete-led, and I think it's made a very big difference in the culture shift of our program. Um, my first year wasn't as athlete-led, and last year the athletes were there. They had bought into everything we were doing. And so I think that's made such a culture change from junior high all the way up. Everyone is just there. They want to be there. There's no one that doesn't want to be there. They want to be there every practice, even if it's a hard practice. They enjoy the hard practices. And it's really just an athlete-driven team and program as a whole. Such a positive environment to be a part of. You know, you all work rigorously all year. It's pretty much when you join cheer, it starts, and then it it goes for a full year, and you really don't get a lot of break. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do for fun to kind of break up some of the monotony and – in them during all that, you know, because sometimes that's what it takes to be an athlete. There are times where it's just constant, constant on your hard on your body. It's hard to keep going. Tell me some things you guys do for fun for team building. Um, so it, like you said, it really is a year round sport. This year we had our tryouts before we had even went to Disney and competed at nationals. So we had started our next season before we even finished this season. And most wow. of the time that's about how it goes. So it's a year round sport and these kids are working all year. Our first competition is in September this weekend. Uh, and then our game day competition is in November. And then we immediately turn around to get ready for nationals, which is in February. So it, I mean, it lasts all year long. And in between, we're doing football, cheering at football, cheering at basketball, cheering at wrestling, doing all of that stuff. And then we still like to reach out to our community and do any of the community stuff that we can. So these kids are busy. And the little glimpse that everyone sees on Friday night isn't even a tiny portion of what we do. So we really do have to figure out how to make the everyday fun. So just enjoying each other's company is a big part of it. Like we have a really good relationship with the kids. The kids know that we can joke around and we can have fun with them, but they also There's have a such a respect a for us that they they know whenever it's time to focus and it's time to practice. I right. think that's a big part of how we try to bring the fun to it is just have a good relationship with the kids. Even if it's a hard practice, they know that we still love and care about them even in the hard times. Um, outside of that, we like to do anything where we can get out in the community. We've volunteered a couple times this summer. We volunteered at Taste of Summer. Uh, Taste of Summer, we went out and it was the little bluebell ice cream thing. So the kids went out and just volunteered there. We had a few go out and volunteer at Rooster Days, just any different community things we can get out and do together. Uh, when we went to Mansfield, we got to stay overnight and go to an escape room and just do some fun (laughs) things like that, that we were already planned to do, but add in a little extra fun because we're so booked up that you kind of just have to have the fun and the little things in in the moment. Absolutely. You talked a little bit about how cheer is a year round season and and how much things have changed in in that aspect. Um, The last two seasons in particular, the last two school years for all of us have been, you know, greatly affected by, by COVID and, and all of that. You know, I went with you guys and in, in to nationals in 2020, and then we came back, and like two weeks later, the world has changed. Mm-hmm. And so, you're, so much, so many things have happened and uh, changed your schedules. And in, in last year, especially the way you guys did stuff, and and obviously you were able to go to nationals and and be able to have such a great season finished off but how glad are you to be back on kind of a regular schedule in terms of the way things it has been so nice to be somewhat back to normal I know this world is nowhere near totally back to normal but just being able to see the kids faces every day and I mean from our perspective our COVID cases have slowed down we've 
not really had a problem with it this year. And it's been so nice to see the kids on a consistent basis and not have to worry about who's not going to be able to be there because they were quarantined from a class or whatever it may be. So it's just been so great to see them every day and see their, their excitement at more of a normal year. They've just been able to enjoy their cheer season instead of so much worry like we had last year. Last year was just so unprecedented. And I feel like we're so much more prepared and have an understanding of what's happening this year. Pretty incredible that, you know, Broken Arrow last year, we were, you know, Dunn always said, if we can do it safely, let's continue to do so. And thankfully we were able to continue. It didn't look normal. It didn't feel normal, but somehow, some way you all kept going and it was pretty as crazy as it was, it was a really great season. And we ended up kind of in our own little bubble because we competed so much and we did the choose home two weeks before big competition. So when virtual learning, we kind of got to be in our own little bubble. And some of the kids said that was some of their favorite parts of last year, just because they got to focus so much on like, I'm going to do my schoolwork and then I come to cheer and that's all I'm doing. They were and they students got to, first and they, focused. And they were so focused on athletics and school and not doing really the other stuff outside of that just because they had, you know, taken that choose home opportunity. And with that opportunity, they had to promise to stay home and not do any of the extra. So they just really actually loved being in their own little bubble. But I personally enjoy, I love that we are way more normal this year and able to just kind of have a sense of normalcy about the school year. So what are these, you touched on a little bit, but what are these next couple of weeks look like, look like for you and the team and kind of Talk to us what it's been like getting up to this point. And obviously this is the time when things start getting real serious, but take us into the next couple weeks. Well, it's really crazy because like I said, it's a year round sport. So starting, I mean, in April, as soon as we got back from nationals, I think the following week was our first practice with this year's team. So it's, I mean, it just backs up back to back. So we've been practicing since April. We practiced all through the summer. Um, When did you learn your routine for competition? Uh, I believe it was the last week of June that we started our state routine. Um, It has had tons of edits since then. But I say all that to say we work all of that time for those two minutes on the floor. So it's a a very long, rigorous process. And these kids get one shot on this Saturday for regionals. And then we get one shot next week for regionals. And so it's crazy that they work that hard for those two minutes on the floor. Something unique about Broken Arrow that I absolutely love is that you guys are a co-ed team, a large varsity co-ed. And what is something that, you know, I don't want to reveal any of your secrets, but what do you do? What, how do you get a competitive edge on those other um, co-ed teams? Uh, we have a couple kids who actually joined cheer last year. They had never cheered before and they came in and they just took to it. They spent extra time in the gym. They are going to open co-ed clinics, open classes, whatever they can do to make sure they're in the gym and working. So our kids that are, our males on our floor have worked so, so hard to be there in that co-ed division on that co-ed score sheet. They just really push themselves outside of just our practice time to make sure that they're ready for what we need them to do. So tell us a little bit, what is the recruiting process like to get guys to come out for the team? Obviously, you've got more than enough girls coming out for tryouts, and I know that you often recruit some of the football players going into nationals, but what is it? what are the challenges to convince guys like, hey, this is going to be a fun sport for you? 
So the hardest thing is, is usually we end up with some really great kids, but we never get them until they're seniors. There's something about when they're a senior, they're like, I don't care. Why not? I'm going to try it. And then they come out and they end up loving it. We have Garrett Hinesley from last year. He actually played football, had never cheered, came to cheer his senior year. And now he's cheering at OU because he loved it. And that's something he wanted to do. So he got to go D1 just from a year of being in our program. And, and I would both of the Darnell brothers yeah, right at, at OSU. Both of their Darnells are at OSU. So, I mean, our, the males have so much opportunity. So if anyone is interested, I, I mean, I encourage literally <laughs> anyone that is Absolutely. a male to come out and we can probably teach you, um, it's, it's hard to get guys interested. We actually have a junior high kid that is a boy this year. So that is super exciting. And I'm hoping that it just continues to grow. I would love to have boys at every level and just give them the opportunity that to, I mean, go D1 if they want to do that. And it just opens up so many doors for them. Um, there's a team that, I mean, they have a JV team that has like 12 boys on it. And I just, that would be my absolute goal in life is to just have so many boys come out that we can put as many as we want on varsity JV and junior high and just really grow them from a younger age and be able to teach them so much more rather than getting them their senior year and then getting them for three to six months and then they graduate and thankfully they've went off and done wonderful things but I would just love to have Have as many as I can grow through the program. Well and it's that's the beauty of cheer is that you've got so many different kids and so many different athletes. Some have cheered since they were five years old. Some have started in middle school. Some just now started. Right. So it's interesting. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy on how do you coach all these kids? What What is your approach? Um, I feel like with anyone, no matter how long they've cheered, everyone has a different way they like to be coached. So you just kind of have to get to know each kid and figure out what works for them. So there are some kids that if you give them a correction out loud over the team, it doesn't bother them. But there are some kids that you have to walk up, talk to them one-on-one, give them the correction, whatever it may be. So I feel like it's something we do even even with the ones that have cheered since they were five. You figure out how to coach everyone differently. So I think it's just something that we've all kind of adjusted to, figuring out how to coach the kids who haven't done it before, the right. ones who have, all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's what's your your where are you from? Your your college background, high school, where you've coached prior to this. Talk let let, let Tiger fans know a little bit more about you. Um, I actually grew up in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Um, I graduated with maybe seventy five people. It's a small <laughs> town. It's very different than Broken Arrow. Um, I think the population there is like six thousand. So it's a <laughs> it's a very small town. The population is probably smaller than this high school. <laughs> um, after I graduated, I cheered all the way through high school. Um, I cheered on an all-star team. I graduated and went to OSU. Um, and then I met my husband and he was from Broken Arrow. Actually, he went to Summit Christian Academy. So when he graduated, we moved back here and I coached one year at Winniewood high school, which is a small, even smaller than Paul's Valley down in Southern Oklahoma as well. I think they graduate about 30 people a year. So that was where I coached my first year of cheer. And then I moved up here uh, with my husband and started coaching at BA. I started coaching JV. I coached JV for three years and then moved up to varsity a few years ago. Um, I have one little boy, his name's Jameson and he turned three at the Mansfield game actually. And saw you all singing happy birthday to him. that the jungle sang happy birthday <laughs> to him. And he's probably going to be one of those kids that 
joins cheer at yeah. an earlier age because he's already stunting. Yeah, he, he'll already know how to tumble. He I'm stays sure. at the gym all the time and he just loves to run around the gym. So I love the cheer gym. It always, I don't know if you've been over there lately, but it's such a family vibe. You know, you go in, everybody's happy and, and there are days where you're tired and it's hard work, but I always love that it's a family energy. There's kids running around and, you know, they know when to, to back up and it's mm-hmm. time for full out. <laughs> but it's just, um, I love the kids on cheer. They're very good. They're very good at what they do. They're very respectful and just such hard workers. They're they're such a good group of kids all the way from junior high up through my varsity kids. They are just... There's such a high level of expectation. They know what the expectation is and they show up every day ready to meet that expectation. And they... They want us to push them, which I think is wonderful. Like they want us to coach them. There's no one that shows up and doesn't want to be pushed every single day. So it's just, just it's a wonderful culture. We, I really feel like we built a great culture over there. I believe it. All right. So we've gotten to know you a little bit better now, but now I'm going to do some rapid fire, quick questions. Just give me whatever comes to, comes to your <laughs> mind. And Amanda, if you if you think any, anything else, just throw out, throw out that question. All right. Uh, number one, what is your favorite show that you're watching right now? Is there some, I know you're pretty busy right now, but is there something that you're binge watching? Um, I just finished Manifest not very long ago, so I am patiently or impatiently waiting on season four to be released. Is, I'm is that su- on Netflix? Is uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. And it then, was on NBC, and uh-huh. I think Netflix has now bought it. Yep, and, and they, a, they're going to make that fourth so season. Good. It's so good. If you haven't watched it, you <laughs> should watch it. It's a little bit like if you're a fan of Lost. Uh-huh, oh, kind I of like that. I'm a huge fan yeah, of Lost. I, I think I need to check it out. It's All good, right. too. Next question. Favorite band, artist, or musician, and the best concert you've ever been to? Um, I don't know if I really have a favorite band or artist. I love country music, red dirt music. Um, my favorite concert that I've ever been to was probably actually a Cody Johnson concert before he ever got big. There were maybe a hundred people at the Tumbleweed in Stillwater. Oh, wow. And it was one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. And now he's huge. So that's all right. Next one. Favorite kind of ice cream or place to get ice cream? Um, I actually love the peanut butter like Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream from Brahms. Yes, the mix, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah All right. Favorite stop in the chicken district of Broken Arrow. What, who has the best chicken in, in our chicken district over here? I actually, <laughs> I love cane sauce so much that oh, canes yeah. is usually my go-to. Raising canes. Best vacation you've ever been on? Um, my honeymoon, we went to Jamaica and I would go every day if you let me. Is there, was there a particular place you recommend, like a hotel uh, we went or resort? To, it was a Sandals resort, and I don't think I ever want to go to a different all-inclusive ever again. Because Did you go so to nice. Sandals because of Michael Scott on The Office? I no. actually <laughs> never watched The Office. Oh, no. <laughs> well, there, there's an episode there where he goes to Sandals. Um, if you couldn't coach cheer, what would you be doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> would you still be a teacher? I don't think so. I probably would just be a stay-at-home mom, but I think I'd get very bored very quickly. (laughs) You'd be involved somehow. I would do something. I don't know that I could just sit at home. (laughs) All right. Tell us one thing that we haven't already touched on. This may be hard, but one thing people should know about you that we don't know, a hobby or something that we haven't discussed. I know one. I don't know if I know one. I know one. You can tell us then. Her family, they live at the lake when they're not in Broken Arrow. They are at Grand Lake, mm-hmm. living it up. I always see pictures and photos and videos, and you guys always look like you're having. We the do, best we do time. love the lake. We we do live most of our summer at the lake, so that's that's a pretty good, interesting fact. It is. <laughs>
All right, Coach, thanks for answering those rapid-fire questions and helping us get to know a little bit more about you. Um, That's all we have for this first episode of Uncaged. We hope you join us. We'll be back pretty much every uh, three or four weeks. We're going to have several different podcasts as part of the AeroVision Podcast Network, and we'll be spotlighting some of the other fall sports here pretty soon. Uh, Be sure and check out our other podcasts every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. We're going to have Core Values. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that with Dr. Vincent and Adam Foreman. And then we're also going to have a fine arts podcast called It's Fine. And then we're also going to have a student-produced high school podcast that will cover other aspects of the high school and interview kids and teachers and principals and so on. So we're really excited about what we're going to do here at the AeroVision Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Spencer, with Amanda Snyder, and we will see you next time.